If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash drink and farm. We have multiple levels of support you can sign up for starting at just $2 a month. And at that level, you'll get access to our outtakes and some other fun extras on the Patreon app. We have other levels too that allow you to get a little something else out of the deal. We just launched a new series called Straight No Chaser for our listeners at the $5 level. So this content is only available on Patreon to patrons at the $5 level or above. We also have levels that include gifts, stickers, discount codes, and t-shirts. So go to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm for more details. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero fucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking this fine morning? So this morning, I made myself some tea, and it is called the Zen Blend. Let's see if I can. There we go. I can see it. My friends over at Ancient Valley Mercantile make it, and it's really pretty because it's all like the loose. I don't know if I can get that on camera. There we go. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like loose tea. Me too. And they sell these like really great little compostable tea bags that you put nice. the loose tea into. I throw them in and the worms eat them. So that's nice. But I also have like a couple of fun like tea strainer type of things like my Loch Ness Monster one. And yeah. <laughs> so what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking out of a Christmassy mug. Really, it's kind of winter. Those are like winter sweaters that Bumbles and Rudolph are wearing. Yeah. But yeah. So I in it is white hot chocolate. Short story. I went on a mission trip in Australia for six weeks, and they have this coffee place called Gloria Jeans. You can find Gloria Jeans in the United States, too, but it's really popular over there. And they had the best white hot chocolate. So after I came home, I was able to find the powder. And recently I'm like, oh, I should get some of that. It's such a good seasonal beverage. They don't make it anymore. Oh, no. Huge <laughs> devastation. And the nostalgia in me just, like, burned. And ugh. But I found a good, very close second. And it's Ghirardelli's white powder. Oh, nice. White chocolate powder. Not, not cocaine. Uh, white chocolate powder (laughs) and you can use it for hot chocolate and you can also use it for baking so it comes in like a really big container and it's kind of pricey but it doesn't have a bunch of corn syrup crap in it yeah there's some soy lectin in it which some people are like me that's not good but i mean i'm drinking it basically chocolate thing so i'm not looking to be a hundred percent healthy but (laughs) but it is a little cleaner if you want to go that route (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that. Like, So some of the ingredients that are in food that's packaged for consumption later, they're there to help keep the color and the consistency Mm -hmm. correct. Otherwise, when you went to pour your powder into it, like it just wouldn't be powder. Yeah, it just, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't blend properly in with your water, which is probably what the soy lectin is in there for. I do prefer my beverages to have real sugar in them just because I feel like I can kind of yeah. taste the difference and that's the yes. only reason it's a preference thing for me from a taste perspective so yes and this does have sugar in it 
Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're rocking and rolling over here. I just, you know, I have you ever just tasted hot chocolate before and you could just taste that it's not legitimate? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to be dis- disappointed. So yeah. <laughs> call yeah. me a hot chocolate connoisseur, I guess. <laughs> Because <laughs> we just Look, talked about it for like two minutes. <laughs> sometimes we're just picky or particular about yes. things. And it's really funny about like how our food or the things that we're used to eating or enjoying in like certain ways, how that really affects the way that we prefer certain things. My kids went off on a really big tangent the other day about how they had never had Hot Pockets. And I was like... <laughs> I feel like I need to go to the grocery store and go buy some Hot Pockets now because the fact that you just made a big deal out of that at school today probably didn't reflect very well on me. Because <laughs> people are like, yes, what, like, what planet do you live on? <laughs> this school, the new school board member is a total anti-Hot Pocket person. <laughs> yeah, that was what it looked like. I was like, no, we're really not that bougie about things like that. We just... I just don't buy them. They're not something that I prefer. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, our drink peep this episode is our very, very close friend and team member, Katie Montgomery. So cheers, lady. Cheers to you. All right. So in today's mini-sode, we got can't evens of our own and we have a few of yours. So we'll... Just have a good couple laughs here. And as a reminder, we do put pictures and videos that we're describing into the YouTube videos. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, you can go to youtube.com slash drink and farm and see all of the good stuff there. It's a lot of fun and it's just a different way to consume the podcast. So Bev, what is your first can't even? So I'm really excited to share my first can't even. (laughs) (laughs) so my first can't even is that canada had to tap into strategic reserves to deal with a massive maple syrup shortage wow (laughs) compared to the u.s having to tap into its like fuel reserves i feel like this one is like a little more emergent and (laughs) might actually do more for people Well, it's funny because I never thought of like maple syrup being something that needed reserves of, but I mean, it's so Canadian. I guess it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness the Quebec maple syrup producers keep a reserve of maple syrup (laughs) and they call it it's it's 50 million pounds of strategic maple syrup reserves. Oh, wow. (laughs) Strategic maple syrup. Yes. (laughs) And they had to release about half of it, actually, this year. Yeah. Why? Because the season for maple syruping was short this last Mm. winter because maple syrup only runs under very specific conditions. They call it a sugar snow. So it's when there's like snow on the ground, but it's warming up enough for the for the sap to flow through the trees. And that only happens during very specific you know, weather conditions. So right. they're hopeful that this year's maple syrup ing will be longer so that okay. they can rebuild some of the reserves. Yeah. But if not, they've got about half left. But if they have to use half of it again, then it's all gone. Then they're screwed. And then Canada's going to revolt in like two or three years and 
Caitlin will either have to join that revolt or come join us in America. <laughs> well, so thankfully, 70% of the world's maple syrup is actually produced in Quebec, which isn't where our friend Caitlin is at. Mm. <laughs> She's in Alberta. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So hopefully the revolt won't be too bad. Where yeah, she's so hopefully it won't be too bad. So one of the craziest things from this article, though, was that this isn't the first time that Quebec's maple syrup reserves have made headlines. In oh. 2012, there was 19 million Canadian dollars worth of maple syrup stolen oh from the reserves, <gasps> which is like a gazillion dollars in American. <laughs> Who would like steal that much maple syrup? Like, is it black market maple syrup at that point? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait, I totally switched that. 19 million in Canadian is worth more than it is in American. But anyways... <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot of money worth of maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much money. (laughs) So what is your first can't even? So mine was actually on Instagram shared in her stories, Montana ranch wife. I just love her. I think she's actually good friends with Caitlin too. She is. We're just going to talk about Caitlin a lot on this (laughs) episode and and girl crush. For the (laughs) listeners that don't know who Caitlin is, Caitlin is the host of the Rural Woman podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Good disclaimer. They're like, who the heck is Caitlin? (laughs) Now you know. So I think Montana Ratchwife was actually recently on Caitlin's podcast. So make sure you go check that out. I, I heard it was a funny one, but I haven't listened to it quite yet. Anyways, so she shared that, I think she called this a dream of hers, but it's on the BBC News' Instagram, and it says, dozens trapped by snow for three nights in Britain's (gasps) highest pub. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So pub customers who turned up to watch an Oasis tribute band ended up in a three-day lock-in after a snowstorm hit northern England. Dozens were stuck in the highest pub in Britain, the Tan Hill Inn in Yorkshire, until plows were able to set them free from the wonder wall of snow. (laughs) I love all the Oasis puns. (laughs) My 90s heart loves it. (laughs) (laughs) So the manager said customers had to roll with it and helped out with washing up, clearing tables, and collecting glasses and the Oasis tribute band has been getting their guitars out. She says everyone's been joining in and singing along. That's awesome. <laughs> Martin Overton, one of the guests, said they had been well looked after and little by little they made new friends. There's been instruments and games and in many ways it has been a unique and enjoyable weekend. But I think we are all ready to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Yeah. I mean, you just have to make the best of that situation and hope there just wasn't really obnoxious people you were stuck with. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and stuck in a pub. I mean, you got food and drinks, so. Yeah. So you're probably going to be just fine for at least those couple days. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Probably won't want to go back anytime soon, though. Maybe in the summer. (laughs) You think I've seen this pub enough. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get stuck here again. (laughs) No. (laughs) So what's your next can't even? So my next can't even is that two zebras who escaped from a Maryland farm are back after months on the run. Zebras? Zebras. Yes. People think that zebras will make good pets because they look kind of like donkeys, but zebras are actually pretty like cray. So I definitely would not recommend them as a pet. (laughs) But anyways, apparently... 
there was this escape from a Maryland farm in mid-August. Three of them actually escaped. One of them was found deceased, unfortunately. And these two were just returned sometime in, oh, it was early December. So it was like super recently they were just returned. Yep. So the owner of this farm is an exotic animal breeding business. And they're actually being charged with a crime because the zebra that was found dead was caught in a snare trap, I guess. Yeah. And also they're saying that this farm hasn't been taking exactly the best care of their animals. And that was probably why these zebras tried to escape. Ugh. So, yeah. Downer. I know. <laughs> super downer. I was all like, yay, lost zebras found. And then I was like, oh. So I made oh. you guys go on that journey with me. <laughs> 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 but the steps are being taken to hold this farm and this zebra breeder accountable for what has happened. So I guess I'm glad that they were found because they're not native to hear. Yeah. So you don't necessarily want them running around doing, you know, whatever it is that zebras do, which isn't good because have you ever met a zebra? They're pretty sketch. They are kind of like that mean Karen emu that's on Useless Farm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't want them running around. No. What's your next can't even? So I feel like this article that I stumbled upon reinforces that I think all of our devices are listening to us all the time, (laughs) even though they're supposed to just have like a trigger word, like I won't say them because they'll turn on, but to notify your devices that devices that you're talking to them. But anyways, after we had the episode of us talking about that, I believe it was a phallic mushroom that you brought up, I think maybe in the last mini episode. Oh, it was a phallic flower or that's what it plant. was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I in my newsfeed got this lovely article. It's all the way back from April too, so that's why it's super weird that it just resurfaced recently about a phallic mushroom. Oh. And it's Phallus impudicus, the nastiest mushroom ever. Mm. Question mark. And if you look at it, like it looks like a full-on penis. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. It's true. (laughs) And apparently it was originally called in the 16th century by a botanist named John Gerard, the prick mushroom. Oh, (laughs) it's more clever. (laughs) Yes. Or fungus virilis penis effigy. Not joking. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it looks like a male's penis and this thing smells real bad. Oh, And it appears in cold, wet weather, mainly in fall and winter. And it starts with, like, an egg white. It's kind of what it looks like above the soil. And then it anchors its roots in, and then it goes full dick, apparently. Oh, my God. (laughs) It smells like dung or decomposition. So it's not something that you would really want to be around. But apparently it is edible. Oh. But only at the egg stage. Okay. So don't find one of these and think it's funny to eat one in its full erect stage. <laughs> Just yeah. the beginning one. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, put some pictures up on YouTube and hopefully we don't get banned. Hopefully they know it's a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
All right. Now, now we get to talk about some listener can't evens. These are yes. in our Facebook group. So if you've got a can't even to share with us, that's a great place to post it. This first one is also very phallic. We have a theme now. Here's the <laughs> theme do. of this episode. Elise Ferguson shared a TikTok and she said, I'm not sure how appropriate this is, but I can't stop laughing. And it's a, a person told their teenage son that the neck of the turkey was its penis. And it was like chasing him around with it, like shaking it all over the place. It's it's quite hilarious. Yeah. Oh, and it's so funny because like I haven't butchered turkeys and I haven't handled a turkey. I've never cooked a turkey myself. But like processing chickens, the neck definitely does look like a penis. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But then once you learn about all the good things that you can get out of a chicken or any poultry's neck, you're less grossed out by it. <laughs> yeah. I always use the necks to either make stock or gravy. Mm-hmm. I use the neck to make gravy. I like throw it in the pressure cooker and let it cook all the way down. And then I pull the liquid out and make gravy out of it. Ooh. Yeah. I have a chicken necks and chicken feet just in my freezer so I can do the same things. I just haven't gotten there quite yet. Yeah. Hopefully in a few months now that it's getting cooler, you don't want to be outside as much. Right. That's right. Our next one was posted by Sydney Reigns Clark in our Facebook group. And she said, hashtag can't even. And there's some like barfing emojis and stuff. Yeah. So it's, (laughs) she shared something from KIOO 17 journal and it says sheep and goat feces is now big money. Sheep <laughs> feces is now in high demand in China because of its richness and protein. It also intoxicates, raising fears that it might be an alternative to ice, like the drug. Oh. Due to I, its ability to create a high metabolism. I thought they were talking about real ice. I was like, no, it's not cold. like the, the drug. <laughs> It's served in most cases with a combination of fruit juice, soy milk, and other such extracts. And there's, like, pictures. It looks like that bubble tea mm-hmm. is what it looks like. But, and there's this, it looks like a fake picture of, like, a a person holding a cup while a goat is pooping. Yeah. So I almost wonder, like, is this real or are they just making fun of bubble tea? I think they're just making fun of boba tea. Yeah. God, I would hope so. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how that would be big money because it's not a hot manure and you can just throw it into your garden and whatever. But Mm -hmm. nope. (laughs) Nope. People are drinking it. Allegedly. Allegedly. It doesn't seem likely. Although, like, I don't know. Goat poop doesn't really seem to smell to me. Like, you know what I mean? No. Not like like cow poop. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the more you know. Our next can't even is from Katie Vandiver, and it is the Chicken Daddy's calendar. Yes. And if you have not seen this, it's hilarious. (laughs) I might need one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's so funny. It is pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically a calendar of guys kind of dressed like chicks on the farm, like girls on the farm or women on the farm, posing with their chickens in just really funny poses. So it's hilarious. You should definitely go check it out. I'll probably, well, I'm hoping I always get it for Christmas, so I don't know if I'll get another one, but I've got my donkey yoga calendar right here. Oh, yeah. You can't, it's kind of out of the frame, so you can only see a part of it, but. (laughs) Yeah. We're talking short shorts, Mm -hmm. tied up shirts, dresses. Yep. It is kind of oddly attractive in a way. 
<laughs> in a disturbing way. <laughs> but one of my favorite movies is also Rocky Horror Picture Show, so... That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm a big fan. Yes. All right. So that's it for today's mini-sode. So keep posting your can't-evens in our Facebook group. The quickest way for us to find those while we're putting these episodes together is if you put hashtag can't even in your post. So if you do that, we're more likely to find it. And we look forward to the next one in January 2022. I love that we get to make all the New Year's jokes right now. Yes. (laughs) Next year. We won't do another mini-sode until next year. That's right. (laughs) Just a few housekeeping and announcements before we go. Be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find this podcast. And make sure, if you haven't yet, that you leave an Apple podcast review. We're going to pick this back up in January, where we read one a week, and then it goes into a monthly drawing that we will draw at the end of the month or at the beginning of the next month and announce the winner of a mug that is not and never will be in the shop. There's also an option to call and leave us a voicemail with a review. So if you've already left an Apple podcast, here's your second chance to win. Maybe we'll get ourselves those mugs so we can show them off on the YouTube. (laughs) We should do that. (laughs) And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram. If you share that you're listening in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm, we'll send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop. And make sure you take a look at the show notes for links to our social media, merch shop, and all other kinds of fun things. Yep. So that's it. Yeah. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give zero clucks. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.